Hello, everyone. This is Kirsten Farney speaking. I want to welcome you to the Mindfulness for Mamas community conversation that we're holding on Thursday. Our Zoom call today is going to be with Poa. And um, will you, do you go by Poa Van Sickle? Or I know I've seen your full name. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. Um, Either is fine. Yeah. Who Poa, runs? Poa Van Sickle is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is, her focus is on wellness. She's a reg registered dietitian and, um, she runs a company called Daily Roots and works with people, um, individually on creating wellness in their, in their lives. And so I'm going to hand it over to Poa so that we can, um, get as much wisdom from her as possible during this hour. Go ahead. Great. Thanks, Kirsten. Well, I'm excited to be here and in keeping with the mindfulness for mamas, just kind of taking a moment and pausing and grounding and tuning in. Um, I wanted to offer this short, um, short meditation or release, you might want to call it as just a way to start and a way to, you know, take a moment if it resonates with you in any part of your day um, to do this practice. So if you want to Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that or if you're in a space to do that. And tune into your body any place that could feel maybe tight or maybe dark or stressed, a stressful place. And register kind of where in your body is that darkness or tightness or stress holding. And as you take your next, we'll stay in this breath for a few breaths and imagine this great uh, glowing white ball of light and breathe that in and breathe it into your whole body and specifically taking some time to breathe it into that tight spot or that stress spot or that dark spot that's in you and swirl that bright white light into that spot or maybe it's many spaces and mix it around and swirl it and transform it into even a brighter stronger whiter light and as you are generating that brighter whiter stronger light breathe it out into the world and send it somewhere if you want to send it somewhere general, send it somewhere specific, send it to someone specific, send it to a group of people, maybe send it just back into your life, your house, your family. And as you take maybe two or three more deep breaths, transforming any stress or darkness inside of you into brighter, whiter light and sharing that transformation outward. And take a couple more breaths and come back when you're ready. Okay. That's a good one just to have in the back pocket if you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or tight. <laughs> you know, when. It can be any, quote, small moment, or it could be kind of a big overarching thing going on with you, but it takes as long as you want. So you could sit with that for quite a while, or you could do three to five breaths and transform just a little of that stress into brightness and send it out. So today, um, I am going to be talking about managing wellness during this time period of quarantine and um, at this time we're also on the ending of it right so there'll be a lot to talk about but I think a lot will pertain to no matter when you're listening to this um, what's going on if we're still in lockdown or if things have continued on and the opening continues to open so um, I know just there's a couple of you present today but I didn't I wanted to check in and see if there's any 
specifics if you're thinking about how your life has been in the last few months with say meal prep or taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, feeding, getting snacks on the table, um, dinner on the table, that kind of thing. If there's any overarching maybe challenge or success or transformation or whatever that you've been going through um, these last few months, if either of you are, have any thoughts. And that's fine if you do or don't. Thanks, Poa, for opening it up. Um, we also have Dana Cole on the call, and um, so if you hear a third voice, that's who it is, and thank you, Dana, for being here as well. Um, I invite you to, you know, unmute and contribute whenever you feel comfortable, um, and just, I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Um, some of us have kids, like, sitting right next to us at, or listening outside the door. So if they come in, you know, that's all part of this. I think everybody who's listening probably understands um, the, the, the situation that we're all in right now. But um, I, I will say for me with, I, especially in the beginning, my son, I have a six-year-old who's in kindergarten and a three, almost four-year-old who was in preschool um, before we had the shelter in place. And um, I forgot how much time the meal prep and just like, I feel like we're in the kitchen all day long. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. and I sometimes get this, like, can I just be in another room of this house for more than <laughs> five minutes a day? Um, so I, I think like for me, I'm like trying to find ways that maybe simplify or expedite the process, expedite the process of getting meals on the table and still being healthy and 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 also allowing like my kids are at an age where they're very opinionated like allowing them to have some choices um yeah thank you anyone else there's someone else yeah. us, so you're welcome to um, um i'll pitch in. Oh. Okay, no, I'll go, go ahead. ahead uh for my wellness from myself personally um i was working out a lot of group classes obviously those have stopped and I have not been able to motivate myself to do anything at home <laughs> exercise wise so that's kind of been a disappointment for myself that I couldn't get myself like doing it at home um I have a one and four year old and I just I mean I can use that as an excuse but um I've been walking that's about it so I hope to get back in some sort of program or you know routine with my exercise but then um with meals and eating I also like Kristen feel like I just all I do is make meals for the kids and clean them up all day long right. <laughs> it's really hard sometimes so I just don't want to do any anymore but um yeah, my husband's still working out of the home so that's been tough luckily he comes home usually in time to help with dinner so yeah, it's been a struggle, but um, yeah, I'm just excited to hear more about wellness and treating okay. myself kindly. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so someone else joined us and you're welcome to unmute yourself and share any challenges or newness or successes that have come in the last <laughs> few months um, if you want to. With Hi, sorry. I'm going to have video off. I have a newborn at home, and she's just a little loud nursing and all of that. <laughs> Congratulations, then. No problem. Yeah, Thank whatever you. you feel comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we saw Mara, she was still pregnant. That's amazing. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Congrats. Uh, five weeks, almost six weeks now, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So amazing. So, sorry. I missed what the intro question was, or. Yeah, I, I'm going to. I'm going to be talking about um, overarching wellness, but kind of more specific on meal prep and snacking and food and any challenges that you've had in the last few months specifically um, regarding that, or maybe new successes or new patterns that have come in. Obviously with a newborn, your whole thing, your whole world is new, so and changed, but um, if there's anything specific regarding yeah. how to make it all come together. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious what you have to say. I mean, I think there's definitely been a lot of extra snacking and that sort of thing. I have a toddler at home as well, and my husband's been home, which has been great and helpful. Um, but I also find that, like, we're just, like, purging through, like, you know, just – I don't know if it's necessarily the healthiest snack habits. We, we try and go back and forth, but <laughs> it kind of depends how often we can make it to the store and all of that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Kind of feels like, you know, we're all on the same page. <laughs> we are trying to do our best with as healthy as we can. We've got little ones at home, maybe partners, maybe not. We're doing it by ourselves. And, um, you know, I think with or without this lockdown situation is comes with its own challenges, right? And so whether we're kind of moving you know, into a more opening of, of everything from this quarantine um, or not, I think these will all still pertain, the things we're going to talk about. And I think leading into this, um, it's really important just to be gentle with ourselves because truly, no matter if we're feeding our kids or our families what we consider junk food, we're doing the best we can in that moment. You know, maybe that's what we have at that time we've run out of stuff before we've gotten back to the store or we're kind of overwhelmed and stressed you know we're doing the best we can so I think that's like the important launching off piece into thinking about um, getting healthy meals on the table because when you're no matter where you're at of course you can maybe get a little healthier make it a little more efficient um, and at that same time we're not all at the same place. So if, if you know, one person's getting a little healthier, looks extremely different than someone else's, that's just where we're at and those steps that we need to take to get there. So I think probably, you know, it'd be self-sabotage to just be like, okay, now I've got to have all these perfect meals and snacks prepared for my family. So take everything I say with where you're at. You know, maybe there's, one thing, three things, all the things that feel like, oh, I really want to try that. But if it's one, that's, it's one, you know? And so um, I don't want you to leave this call <laughs> with more overwhelm about food and snacking. Um, so just kind of throwing out some tips in a, and tips to just start where you're at with one step at a time. So um, when I think about this, this question to me, like, how do I get, how do I make this happen? Or, or maybe some people are at this place in these last few months where they had all these amazing intentions and, oh great, we're all gonna be home. So now we can all eat healthy and I can exercise as much as I, I want because I'm, you know, have all this time and that reality didn't quite happen. And so um, I call it kind of nudging back to health. And, and how can that look, especially when we're thinking about food and food choices. And I think it really starts with, well, I guess making a decision, first of all, but then making a plan. So whatever, whatever that looks like to you, and I'll, I'll run through some stuff, make this very doable for you, right? So whether it's meals or snacks that, that you're thinking of, a plan is, is kind of a place to start. And so I think some people, when they think, oh my God, she's not going to talk about meal planning, is she? That feels really stressful and overwhelming and huge. Um, the reality is um, most families have probably three or four or more um, kind of go-to meals that they, they're good at, they know the family likes, you know, it's kind of just in their repertoire, right? And so start there. And um, my cat is deciding to join me right now. Apologies, cats or kids. <laughs> Oh my gosh, sorry about that. Um, so, so start with these three or four meals that you know are your go-tos. Do you feel like they're, they're good, they're healthy, you know your kids are gonna eat them, your, your spouse or whatever is gonna eat that. Maybe they make great leftovers, that kind of thing. And start there and you can even, you know, write them down, put them in a document on your computer if that works. Um, and so you, you're starting somewhere. 
And then if you're really wanting your kids involved, you're like, I want the kids to eat it. I want them to be involved. I, you know, that's the best way is to get them excited about doing something like this. So you can have, if your kids are old enough, then each pick a meal and then kind of on some level throw out the expectation of it being the healthiest if they choose something that you don't feel like is that awesomely healthy, but then you can also add extra things to that. Um, and then they're more excited about that. And if you have a partner, ask your partner to pick, pick something. And then before you know it, you might have six or seven ideas and that's a week, right? And it's not to say you have to make something new every day because I'm all about leftovers or, you know, a ch changing something up to make it, you know, if you have chicken and then making it into chicken tacos or something like that. But, um, but you're starting somewhere with this plan. And then usually, you know, depending if your biggest meal is lunch or dinner, you fill in breakfast are kind of really similar lunches and snacks, you know, you can just kind of add that in. And so when you're starting with a plan, um, then you, you, well, you have that container and whether you did that for one week or two weeks, then you just recycle those and you can tweak them. You're not like making a plan for the rest of your life. Um, because in general, like I said, most of us eat the same cycle of meals anyway. And sometimes that changes throughout the seasons. You know, we're going into the summer and that might look like more fresh greens or something like that, more berries. But in general, that, that doesn't totally matter. Um, then the next step of this is, is having that on hand. So this, the challenge right now is um, getting to the store as much as we'd like and as much as we're used to. Um, so when we have that plan, it's almost easier to shop less frequently. Um, so if you, you're really kind of trying, going to try to stick to less frequent trips to the store, you could bump that plan up to two weeks or something. Um, and then, you know, kind of reorganize it to use your freshest stuff sooner, you know, or that kind of a thing. But um, when you have a plan and you include your snacks on that plan, you buy according to your plan. Um, and you really set yourself up for success. So if if there's things that you don't want to be snacking on or you don't want your kids to be snacking on, like don't buy those things. And that sounds really simple, um, but it's kind of like the, the easiest way to do it, you know? And then if you have some quote less healthy options, but you're still okay with that, that's fine. Have those things on hand for when, you know, the fresh produce runs out or, or whatever. Um, and I also think, there's been this like end of the world syndrome going on where people do go to the grocery store and they buy all the things that they think they're going to need. I mean, the toilet paper was the beginning, but I feel like dry beans have turned into that. Um, I keep hearing like there's no dry beans on the shelf. So if you have something like that at home that you're, you know, I, I just have this feeling, I could be very wrong, that some of the people are using their dry beans and most of the people are just keeping them in their pantry <laughs> um, <laughs> for that someday. But maybe look at what you do have in your pantry and just start to get creative with that. Like dry beans are something that takes a little bit of effort, but is amazing. You can make a lot, you can freeze them, you know, you can transform them into multiple meals, you know, so you don't get sick of the one thing, you know. So, you know, kind of get, get creative a little bit with the, the back part of your pantry if you haven't already. I think some people have been using this site, this opportunity to do that. Um, and then as far as like the third thing, so I, the, nudging back to health is kind of this container, um, making a plan, buying what you want to have on hand um, and need according to your plan. And then the third little piece would be being intentional. Um, and kind of tuning into your body. So again, once is better, you know, once in a while is better than perfection. You know, I'm not saying you have to just constantly be in this zend out place when you've got homeschool and kids whirling around and whatever, but um, tuning in and really kind of checking in on what we want. Because I think the other thing that I've heard has been happening with this time is people just kind of snacking a lot because they're home and they're bored or they're stressed or 
whatever's going on. And so when we tune in and we just really check in and saying, what do I need right now? And it's, it's not a moment to, ju to judge yourself because maybe you do need that, need that third cup of coffee or that sugary treat or whatever. And sometimes you don't. And if you do have it anyway, don't judge yourself for that. I say, just notice, notice how that made you feel. Because once we're doing those noticing things, instead of judging things, our pat our mind kind of patterns start to sink in and we just re realize like oh that doesn't make me feel good so maybe next time i'm not going to do that or maybe i will anyway and i'll notice again and i have to have it reinforced like seven times or something like that but um you know so that tuning in and and then responding to that sometimes the thing we're tuning into isn't food and after all you know it's like i just need to get outside and get some fresh air and whether that's stepping outside my patio for three breaths where it's like okay kids we're all going outside you know that can you just have to make that decision obviously with the, the chaos that's swirling around you potentially <laughs> but um but yeah and then don't don't feel guilty about whatever choice you make i think um it's just it's just practice and it's learning and it's it's committing that to like making that a body memory that those things might not be serving you in the best way at that moment. So um, I want to kind of dive in um, to, you know, talking a little bit more about good fruits and vegetables to have on hand that if we're not making multiple trips to the store and also different snack ideas. But just as far as what I've been through so far, I'm going to open it up if there's any comments or questions that you have or clarifications from what I've talked about. I was hoping that you might talk a little bit more about that. You, you use the term tuning into your body. And I think I've heard other people call it maybe intuitive eating or an intuitive okay. diet. Um, before all of this happened, I felt like, oh, I was like really good at listening to my body. And now the things that I think my body is telling me are like not good for me at all. Um, and so it's harder for me I think because it almost feels like some days like it's survival mode, um, mm -hmm. that that process of tuning in just feels really off. Like I, I'm not able to do it the way that I was before. And it's not, I'm not necessarily, like sometimes I'll beat myself up. There was a week where I had like four box or four packages of Oreos in our mm -hmm. pantry. And my husband's like, what's going on? <laughs> Are you okay? Um, <laughs> but to, I guess maybe some of those fine tuning questions for ourselves of like what we actually should be paying attention to, um, when our body is maybe, or like our mind even is saying, mm, that sounds really good to me right now. Um, to I, get yeah, to the I serving us part. A thought, but I have a, another question for you, because as you said, and then I do all these things that aren't good for my body. Is that um, your mind telling you that? Or how do you know that those things aren't good for that? Like, did mm -hmm. you feel crappy or yucky when you, or, or is it you're just your mind being like, I shouldn't have done that? It probably, you know, if I'm being honest, it's probably just my mind saying like, wow, that was a lot of Oreos, Kirsten. <laughs> Um, which I guess in a sense is true. Like that's, that is, um, guilting myself about the choices. Um, I don't necessarily, I think like, like Dana said, I in general feel like I'm, I haven't been as active as I would like. So in general, if I'm mm -hmm. eating those things that kind of make me feel not, I don't want to think like image weight, but just heavier, like not mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm not active and feeling like really on the move and healthy, um, totally. that, you know, there isn't a balance yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think this is something that most people right now can relate to. <laughs> and one thing, there's a few things that I have ideas about. And one thing is, um, and I think this really pertains to moms specifically and not just moms, but I think it really hits home with moms 
is this, because it does anyway, but we're really like everything's being magnified right now because we're at home with our families all the time. And um, those moments when you're reaching for those Oreos is this moment, like you're, you've been giving, 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 doing, 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 you're nourishing outward. And so we need to nourish inward. And that quick hit, that quick fix is an Oreo. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's bad. Which is why, like, tuning in and paying attention, maybe, maybe that paying attention doesn't happen until after the Oreo is consumed. You know, but I think really what's happening is mom or whoever, but really I think moms are, like, heightened right now as really caretakers, you know? There's a lot going on when we are always managing everything, but specifically now a lot, hyper-focus, and we really need to, some sort of nourishment. And so nourishment isn't always food or water, but it often is the quickest way to feel that. You know, so thinking about like you're saying, you haven't been exercising as much. That's another form of nourishment. And so your body, you know, another thing that I think is it happens with is when we're sleep deprived, you know, and especially as like a new mom, we all remember that if we're not there, like you're so strung out, you're so sleep deprived that you eat because you just need something to feel like this balance of nourishment and rejuvenation or whatever. So, um, I think that's kind of a why it happens and it's, it's heightened right now. Um, and we're, we have more access to the stuff just at our home to reach for. Um, so when I say tuning in, it doesn't always mean that that's like going to be like, oh, perfect. I just switched and I grabbed a carrot or I just took a walk. But it's, it's just acknowledging that, you know, like it's like, yeah, I am exhausted and I just need something. And and yeah, right now it is an Oreo. And sometimes it's not though, because sometimes that just moment allows you to pivot and be like, oh my gosh, I just need to get outside or I just need, I am really thirsty and I haven't had been taking the time to drink a lot of water today or I really need a bath. That's not going to happen now. But when my husband comes home, I'm taking some space, you know, so like it can look a little bigger like that, but it, it can be something quicker too. And I, but I think really the more you, you quote tune in and it doesn't have to be a specific question. It just has to be this pause and acknowledging um, what's going on versus just grabbing the Oreo and not thinking about it. Um, and then, then the noticing of how you feel, I, I think the real, a really important follow up because maybe that was exactly what you needed and maybe it wasn't, you know? And so if, if you did pivot and chose something else, notice how that made you feel. And so it's, it's really a practice. And so these small steps of practice are really like, you know, it's not an over, like, it's not like a boom, this is going to reset, but like, it's this practice that sets us up for life because even when we go out of quarantine life happens stress happens hard times happen you know so we're we're setting us ourselves up for this this way to you know take back and tune in and and tools kind of a toolkit to realign i don't know did that resonate or do you feel yeah. like you need more communication no, I really appreciate, um, well, and how you talked about that, because as, as I was saying it, I was like, oh gosh, it's just this, like, I have a need, I need to, like, give myself a little something back, yeah. and, and then you were saying that, I was like, yes, that's it, um, and also tied to the other options in our life of how we can, like, I would love to sit and meditate for 20 minutes but <laughs> the reality of life right now because my home my husband's also working out of the home most of the week is that that's just not an option to feed myself to nourish myself 
And so I am, I think I am choosing these other things that feel like maybe more accessible with the eating. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, it's just a little treat for me. Um, mm -hmm. And realizing, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's actually really great that I am, there's a part of that that's really great that I'm looking to nourish myself, that I acknowledge that I have a need to replenish, you know, my empty jar, whatever, you know, it looks like, um, and give myself a little credit. And it, you know, when Dana said like how to treat myself kindly, I'm like, yeah, I need to maybe treat myself a little more kindly around some of these decisions. So thank you for that. Totally. totally. And even I, I completely resonate with that sensation of like, I, I don't even have 20 minutes to meditate. And if I am completely honest, if I had a conversation with my partner or if I got up 10 or 15 minutes earlier or, you know, or if I prioritize that before bedtime, I could find that time, you know? So, um, getting creative with that as well. Like, and I'm not trying to load more on anyone's plate because <laughs> I get that. Like I, I, I actually feel that it's exact sentiment. Like I don't have any more time to squeeze in these things. And I also recognize when I prioritize even a 10 minute meditation over a to-do that I have to get done, ultimately I'm better um, equipped to serve my family and my business and you know, my whatever, whatever's going on. So that's just something to check in with as well with regarding the time. <laughs> So, um, did you have something, Dana? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I like what you're saying there with prioritizing, you know, what you need to do. But I feel like I put food last a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. changing the laundry or doing whatever I got to do. Um, so then it's just like whatever's quick and easy to shove in my mouth. Yeah. Get me fed as opposed to the kids, which I'll make them a little better of a meal. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to to like make the time for my own meal I'm struggling with right now and like instead of just kind of eating the leftovers or whatever even off like the kids plates really bad yeah, yeah so yeah that's that's great because I think there's some people that do really prioritize food and are constantly in the kitchen doing that and there's other people that are like I don't want anything to do with food like, this isn't my jam. I'd rather do everything else besides that. And, mm -hmm. um, and so some of the things I, I kind of want to talk about, maybe I'll just jump to that, is um, making things, I don't know if this would resonate with you specifically, but like bulking up on, like when you're doing it, just doing a lot of it. So it, that mm -hmm. stuff is quick and easy. And mm -hmm. I'm a big, big fan of when I cook meals, making way too much and freezing part of it or having leftovers and freezing part of it. So I have just like all this backup. Um, when I, um, and, and things that, if, if that doesn't entice as far as like, I don't wanna eat that same meal, you know, five days in a row. Some people are okay with that and some people aren't making things like I was saying, like bean kind of things that, or, you know, generic things that you could plug into many different types of meals and having that stuff on hand. So you can just easy, it's easier to like, oh, that's what we've got. Let's throw this together. Um, or with snacks, um, you can do the same thing with snacks. I know like things like hummus or, you know, you can buy those frozen guacamoles or um, different things like that really freeze well. So if you are into making something like hummus or even if you buy it, you know, you can have a lot and freeze some of it. Um, hummus is a little bit different in the texture when you thought, but not that much. Um, or having fruits and vegetables that last, um, thing, harder things like carrots and apples and oranges and, you know, even bananas and, and buying some of the bananas green ahead of time, but having those things out and available or pre-chopped so it's not an overwhelming, like, I don't want to deal with that bag of carrots. It's like, okay, all at once, I'm dealing with this. This is like this grab-and-go thing that's ready to go. Um, you know, so some of those things may or may not resonate with everyone, but I think 
planning and setting yourself up for success includes pre-prepping things or just having the things sitting out and about that you want to eat and maybe nuts and kind of trail mix kind of thing isn't appropriate for all kids but like if it is in your family you know having a little dish of that setting out having a fruit bowl setting out so you're like okay grab that cut it up it's out kids get it whenever you want it or oh i have that container in the fridge of all those veggies cut up get it whenever you know that's what we're grabbing for um so it is easy you know so it doesn't mean some something that's easy doesn't have to be something that's not as healthy for you and some people i think are bit have been you know baking a lot or you know wanting to ha include their kids in the kitchen and, and that kind of thing and and there's a lot of recipes out there for homemade bars or maybe kind of a no-bake cookie kind of a thing or cookies or muffins but you can add zucchini or carrots or apples or bananas or you know something a little bit more healthy you do something like that and you're into that making a lot again so um you have those snacks you also you're like oh sweet just take those out of the freezer so we've got these set up for us um and and with all of this again like i said at the beginning i don't know if that's going to resonate with everyone and i don't want to overwhelm anyone with the fact like oh my gosh now i've got to meal plan and make all these healthy snacks and freeze all this stuff it's just taking bits that resonate and and feel like a doable shift because i think the reality is if if we're where we're at we've created these habits of of this is how i'm doing it and if we want to shift out of those habits it takes just a little little shift well i'm into the little shifts i don't I don't think the overwhelm switch everything all at once really works, you know, um, like the 20 or 30 day power cleanse or something. <laughs> like it's a good jump start, but it, it, you, it doesn't really stick. And so if there's something in here that you really want to have stick in your life and make these shifts, then just start small. Start with one thing that feels doable. You know, maybe it's, I'm just going to have a fruit bowl and I'm going to keep it stocked. Or maybe it's, I'm, no, I'm going to freeze my meals. So I, ha I have, you know, it's just one little thing versus um, I've got to now shift my entire life during, during all the chaos that's going on too. So I don't know if there's any, any more thoughts on that, um, Dana or anyone that, resonated or didn't resonate or sounds way too overwhelming but <laughs> feel free to let me know no that definitely resonates and um and you know, it totally is easier to have lots of leftovers um just for the kids but for myself as well so i think reminding myself to make like, even more than i normally would to have it on hand or freeze it is a good idea and then what you said earlier about not even buying stuff. I mean, we just had Girl Scout cookies be delivered yesterday, so that always happens, but um, you know, there's certain things that like I will eat that I know I don't wanna eat, but I tend to buy them sometimes and not all the time. And so just remembering, maybe I just don't need that. And then I won't eat them, my kids won't eat them. That's important, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that last part kinda cut out, but I think I got oh got the gist yeah. of what you were saying oh yeah sorry um that's okay <laughs> just as long as i didn't i'm not leaving something unanswered i just want to make sure <laughs> uh, i i also liked i think you had talked about um incorporating the kids into meal proper um you know kind of getting them engaged with um, that process helps them to like feel ownership and excitement over the food that they're eating, even though, you know, we all have kids that are, you know, quote unquote, picky eaters, whatever that means. Um, and that I've noticed, like we cut up a big cantaloupe yesterday and, um, we were talking about like how much we love cantaloupe. <laughs> okay, Colton. <laughs> and um, 
and that that's been like their go-to snack every time lately because we had this whole, there was like story and togetherness kind of around the food um, that I'm not having to fight them to choose something healthier. Um, so that's one thing that has, I will say has worked for us. Okay. So there was a little bit of choppy, at least on my end. I don't know if it's my connection right now or, but so you're um, talking with your kids about choosing something healthier or just having a conversation. Is that what you're talking about? Well, when we have been, I've been involving them more in meal prep and just when okay. it's over, it, it's not over quite yet. Okay. And yes. Okay. Yes, um, just a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it, it, it has made it easier for us, for, for the, for me and for the kids to not only have the healthy options, but they think to go for them because they know that they're there. Like they're involved in the process of like cutting up the cantaloupe and, we were awesome. talking, I, I shared a story about how like the smell of ripe cantaloupe reminds me of my grandmother's. Yeah. And, and so just even that process of including them and engaging them um, allows them to feel ownership. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And that's a, a brilliant point about just even a story about your memory, even if it's like a, the, a cookie or a muffin or whatever, and you can talk about the why behind it, um, it is often way more powerful for kids or may, even intriguing to want to try something that maybe they aren't thinking they're going to like or something like that. Um, I think I'm going to go into just throwing out some ideas to have on hand. And, you know, even if, like I say, we might be going more into opening things up um, in our in our town and in our culture, um, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's going to want to still be going to the store as much as we had previously be, been doing. So, and things will change as we go into summer and seasonality of produce and that kind of thing for sure. But in general, like if you're wanting fresh fruits and vegetables to have on hand, um, you know, apples last a really long time. And Obviously, fridge is best for a lot of these things, but even if you had a garage space that was a little cooler or something like that, you know, some of these things would last a decent amount of time if you bought a lot of them um, in a space like that. So apples or oranges or any citrus really last a decent amount of time. Bananas, like I mentioned, you could, if you're really into those, you can buy those like a yellow batch and a green batch, you know, so you have, they just keep ripening. Um, harder like root vegetables like carrots and um, even beets or cabbage or celery, cauliflower, potatoes, sweet potatoes, garlic and onions um, are things that will last a decent amount of time. Broccoli and hardier greens kind of more on the medium spectrum but um, you know some of the little lettuces are sold with the roots still attached you know that could be something that lasts a little bit longer. You can also revive things like chard or celery by um, cutting off the stem or a little bit at the base and then putting them in a vase like a glass of water kind of like a vase of flowers and that kind of plumps them up again um, and then if you have the space leaning on frozen you know so frozen greens are great berries obviously you know some of the stores are selling bigger bags of frozen fruits like bananas even um, all sorts of veggies and, and so I think while it might be more palatable and more enticing and feeling more nutritious to have fresh fruits and vegetables as a snack. Um, throwing frozen in meals or smoothies or whatever, you know, you have to just also give yourself some grace with like, I am getting healthy foods into my kids, even if I were kind of out of a lot of the fresh stuff right now. Um, and then stretching the um, <clears throat> mind if you're not open you know right now open to something like this but like a raw fermented vegetable like sauerkraut or even a natural pickle it's surprising how many kids are into those kind of things i uh, my business previously was making raw fermented sauerkraut i've been transitioning into doing more wellness consulting and coaching but 
it's amazing how many um, of my clients had little, little kids that their, their minds <laughs> weren't tainted with the idea that this is kind of a weird food to be eating and their guts were really just responding that this is really delicious and this is what my body's craving. And I had like a fermented korma, which is like an Indian spice cauliflower that, you know, doesn't seem like maybe a kid's snack. All the kids loved that one, you know, so kind of opening like the mind a little bit with like what kids are willing to try or just even exposing them a couple times if they're a little bit older already and um and going for that because that fermented stuff doesn't that lasts for a long time <laughs> um which is obviously why people started doing it and then also thinking more about dried things like there's a lot of dried mushrooms out there we can add to foods or dried um, vegetables even there's sea vegetables like seaweeds or nori things that we can include that are really nutritious and um kids often like that kind of stuff and then obviously dried fruits um, if we're making you know a variation of ants on a log you can use carrots or celery or apples and put a nut butter or a seed butter and some raisins on top maybe a little cinnamon like kids that's exciting you know or even just an apple with cinnamon on top and um and then thinking about just kind of adding boosts of things to what you're making so um if i'm making like a a bar or a cookie or a muffin or something, I'll just load it with like a green powder and turmeric and cinnamon and maybe chia and flax. So even if it's a more of a treat thing, I'm kind of a little bit more confident that I've snuck in a lot of boosts, you know, nutritional um, supportive things like that. So, and then thinking along the lines of frozen snacks, you know, the more we go into summer, these might sound more enticing. But you know, ice cream, there's that banana ice cream, if you haven't tried that, that you're basically just blending up a frozen banana, maybe with a little bit of frozen blueberries or vanilla or something else, but not really anything else. And it's like a delicious ice cream treat that isn't ice cream, you know, or making fun frozen popsicle kind of treats with your kids that, you know, are loaded with stuff. And so you're pretty confident and just handing them that or like a there's chia pudding recipes out there that are coconut milk, chia, some fruit, maybe a little maple syrup. Um, those kind of things that kids can totally get involved with and so they're excited about and they last in the freezer and, um, you know, you're confident and feel good about just, that's a quick grab, you know, to just pull out something like that to, to hand to your kid. So, or yourself, of course. <laughs> So those are just some, some ideas, um, you know, to obviously when you're, you have the produce that you've got, the, the, use the stuff you think will go quicker first in your plans or in your days, you know, pull out those fresh greens or whatever, but then rely more on the hardier things. And then finally the frozen things, you know, so you just are like, okay, we're getting stuff in. I'm not going to overly stress about it. We're doing the best we can kind of thing. So. Those are my thoughts and um, hope something in there might have helped <laughs> spurred you with some sort of idea. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Paula. I, I feel like all of those were really helpful. And um, also, you know, just talking, thinking back to earlier in the conversation where you're talking about the pause and um, even if it's after what you've, you know, eaten of, you know, really thinking about what am I needing right now and what is, um, maybe what are some other options um, that aren't even food. I think that that's so, like, it's interesting how, just one moment, please, um, how so many of our choices with food throughout the day have to do more with uh, maybe other things that we're not conscious of than the actual food itself. I remember, I just was thinking about someone who was talking about, um, she has ADD open and realized that she craves crunchy food because there, the sensory of activation it. and engagement with a crunchy open food it. really um, gives her something that she's like not getting throughout her day. And I, and, and that just the awareness of that, of, of that need being met was revelatory for her. So thank you for inviting mm -hmm. us to pause around and have some mindfulness around. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, I 
I mean, I think we all have our thing, you know, like your friend that recognized in that in herself with the crunchy thing, you know, we all have our reasons that we reach for something else, you know, even if it's like a glass of wine or whatever, um, or something that's, you know, a cigarette or whatever other unhealthy habit that isn't necessarily food related. And we have that reason. And so when we tune out, tune in and start to recognize that reason, it's like, I'm not feeling nourished in some way. And, and how can I change that? How can I switch and pivot out of that feeling? And it just takes practice, really. It's, it's one day, the next day, the next moment. And, um, and then not beating yourself up when you don't, you know, just like noticing again, oh, I didn't that time. And now how do I feel? That's almost like a bigger teacher than doing it, <laughs> doing it quote perfectly. So, well, so that, does any, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that I was just going to say that's kind of what I've got. And so, if there's any other thoughts or comments, I'm welcome to that as we wrap up. Um, this is a kind of particular. So, I'm struggling with a very picky eater of my one and a half year old daughter right now. And I liked your mm -hmm. suggestions about the frozen, um, you know, ice cream, because she seems to go more for frozen foods than anything else, but she has really just like three things that I circulate and then she'll get bored of those, but she won't eat anything else. And I try and introduce new foods and she just, you know, some, some weeks it's a color thing, others it's a texture or a temperature, but I don't know. I do you have, I mean, she's young. And so we're kind of just, you know, resort to whatever she puts in her mouth. Like if we get something in, it's a small success, but it's really hard right now too, when I get so frustrated because it's like, well, you know, went to the special trip to the store to get the berries because you love the berries. And then now you're going to protest berries all of a sudden, you know, her go-tos are fruit mm -hmm. and cheese, which, you know, I feel like she, you know, can get enough off of that, but ish, but I, I don't know. And any advice for picky eaters of a really young age? She's 20 months. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's hard. Um, and I think like, unless, you know, she's underweight or seemingly undernourished, I wouldn't stress yeah. about it all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd, I'd look at a few things of like, how do you guys eat as a family or do you kind of do her meals and your meals separate? Um, I think the more, so the more we're exposed to things, it's not necessarily like forced to eat them, but made to feel like these things are very normal. Um, the more we can grow into accepting that. And it, it might feel like forever on your end, but it might not be that long. Like, even if it's a year, you know, that day by day, that feels like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But the more, you know, the things that you're hoping she eats are very normalized and offered and not attached to. So mm -hmm. you're like, oh, cool. Like, we're having these three things. Do you know at least one of the things she's going to be into? I mean, maybe you don't know, because if she's like into berries and you get the berries and whatever. But, yeah. you know, on, like on some level, that could be she seems a little young to be fully like controlling the situation and manipulating it. But I think little kids are tu tuned in way more to their body than we mm -hmm. give them credit. You know, we're in our mind thinking this is healthy, this is not healthy. And they're just kind of in their body being like, this yeah. is what I want. And yeah. um, so on some level, I, I really don't think we need to fully stress about it. But as long as like a wide variety of things are offered, Mm -hmm. and continue to be offered, I think that's the most important thing because if we get in these pigeonholes of like, oh, well, she's only going to eat mac and cheese and berries, so that's yeah. all we can do, then that's yeah. reinforcing that for her, um, yeah. whatever that is. But um, yeah, I mean, let her, let her eat what she's going to eat. And um, the other thing is sneaking things in where she doesn't know, you know, so if she'll eat something that you can sneak in something that's blended so there's no mm -hmm. trace of that she can eat it you know a smoothie is a perfect example but you can even do things in like spaghetti sauce kind of things or whatever um that you know she'll like or maybe she starts liking something that you feel like you can sneak a little bit more 
nutritious things in there, it might give you more confidence and peace of mind. But um, in general, without really knowing her and like working real closely, like it's, those are the Mm -hmm. things I would recommend is really, uh, do do you eat like that with like in front of her and offer her the things you're eating even, even, or do you we try and because actually the location of where she eats we've kind of given in because we found that she will put more in her mouth and eat if she's just on the go doing whatever she wants to do which Mm -hmm. I don't love like I would love her to sit in her high chair when we eat and we offer her some of the stuff we're eating but she just doesn't go for it so we've totally given in we're like okay well if you want to go eat at your little play table but then she just like you know we'll pick something up and then just be walking around playing it. She kind of snacks. Like she's just like a grazer like that. Mm-hmm. And I've given into it, which I don't know if that's a terrible practice to be going or go, bad road to be going down because she just, I don't know. I do feel like she's manipulating us already. Yeah. And she's so yeah. young. So, well, you know, you know, something, yeah. something along those lines to think about. And I get it where you just like, okay, fine, whatever, just eat another thing to think about is um, she might not really be hungry when you're offering her the new foods. Cause if she's mm-hmm. kind of grazing and isn't fully like, Oh my gosh, I'm super hungry right now. Yeah. I've found that, you know, I mean, my kid isn't, isn't the same kid you're talking about, but there's some times where he's just like, no, I don't want that. But then he'll be ravenous and we've saved it and he just gobbles it up, you know? And so there is something to that just, innately hungry and wanting um just I'm hungry I'll eat it you know yeah so I think there has to be a balance with that and as a mom you I think you know or I think are more tuned into the needs of your kid than just some quote expert advice tells me to do this but um Mm -hmm. I would play with that you know if if you're like well you know you can snack now but not a couple of hours before dinner when you're wanting her to eat with you and then see, see if that shifts. I mean, she might throw a little fit for a while if, if she's been used yeah. to having her own way, but yeah, I, I'd say that's worth a try too. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. Any other thoughts out there? Well, um, I like Paula. seeing all the kiddos. <laughs> We've like had the the gamut here of small children from newborn all the way up to six. I know. I all know. all ages. Well, <laughs> um, before we leave, because I know we're coming up on an hour here, and um, I, I wanted you to have a chance to talk about the program that you are offering and, um, you know, put the invitation out there if you'd like to. Yeah, thank you. Find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my um, my website is wydailyroots.com, um, and my email is dailyroots at outlook.com, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, but right now, I, I have a 10-week program or 10-week package called Purposefully You Realigning to Balance, and, you know, I it might you might kind of feel it by the way I've talked on this. Um, I just really feel like the whole really matters of us. And, and when things are out of balance, it's not just food. It's not just movement. It's not just stress or whatever thing that can just really realign us into, into a centered place. It's tweaking all the little aspects of things. And so um, why I love working with people on a longer term basis is because it gives that space to really make those changes instead of, you know, like, okay, I'm going to dive headfirst, you know, all in and, and do these changes. I really don't see things usually lasting and sticking. And, and in doing it this way with these small tweaks, um, taking people from a more overwhelmed, exhausted area and just opening up space to find more clarity and maybe confidence even in their health journey and knowing. So being able to navigate it in the future where, things might go off again and you're like okay well now I have these tools to to get realigned and and I know I know how to do those things and so I love I love guiding people through that so um, all that stuff uh, information is on my website Um, if you 
would like more information, even a list of things I talked about today, feel free to shoot me an email at dailyroots at outlook.com. And um, I have a Facebook group, <laughs> a lot of things going on, but I'm at uh, WI Daily Roots on Facebook. And then my Facebook group is Daily Balanced Wellness. And then on Instagram at Daily Roots. So there's a lot of places you can tune in and find me and some of my tidbits of what's going on. <laughs> I try to keep most of the stuff a little bit active. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. I just want to say thank you to Dana and Mara for joining us today again. Mara, thank you for joining yeah. when you have a little newborn. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I think I finally put her down. That's so sweet. What's her name? Uh, Olivia. Olivia. Oh. Well, oh. Yeah. we're so happy so. for you both, for your whole family. And um, thank, thank you. you guys. Uh, if, if we don't have any more questions and I think we'll just wrap it up there. Yeah. yeah perfect. Thanks so much for having me, Kirsten. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for us. organizing these, Kirsten. <laughs> well, That's I really great. enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. All right. We're going to sign off. Thank you guys for being here and talk to you all soon. Bye. Yep, have a good day. Bye.